Hey, 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 everyone. I'm Cynthia Conte and I'm Giandra LaBeouf. And welcome to the best women's boxing show, period. Period. We are here for another episode and ooh, we got a spicy one for you. Michaela Mayer, the unified WBO and IBF and of course, Ring Magazine champion. She's here in the house. Well, she's not here in the house with us, but she's over her house getting ready for fight camp because she's got a big fight April 9th against Jennifer Hun. Can we get her on right now, please? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. No, thank you for having. Uh, thank you for coming on to our show. Since we know that you're very, very busy and you're about to go hit the gym because you got a big fight. Last week. Last week is always the toughest. Uh, some coaches taper their fighters. Coach Al is not one of those. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, always tough, but I'm feeling good. I love the things that you post about him. I watched recently, you posted something on your Twitter of you running on the treadmill and he was still keeping time on the treadmill uh, while you were on the treadmill on his own little stopwatch. What is he timing? What is he timing on the stopwatch that the treadmill is not timing? He's Steps. timing the run. We were doing intervals that day. Um, so like a minute and a half sprints with, and then you take it down and you go back up. And I can do that myself, obviously on the treadmill, but it's kind of like my, my thing that I always talk about boxing coaches are just so hands-on like only a boxing coach would be sitting there timing you on a treadmill where you could definitely be timing yourself so um but it's fun you know he lives with me here when i'm in camp i spend half the camp up there in michigan where he lives and then he comes out here to colorado so i mean we're together the whole time he doesn't just send me to the gym he's there hands-on watching me do everything that's beautiful. I really love the relationship you have with your with your coach because it's very much like a father-daughter relationship and he just doesn't let go. He always wants you to be the best and for you to be the best in the ring and you've proved it time and time again by the way by your performance. Was coach a little adamant cuz a lot of trainers are adamant to train women. Why did you think this was a perfect match? Well, uh it's not like I had a lot of options, you know women didn't don't still don't have a ton of options the way the men's the men do when you see a young uh male boxer coming up in a gym and they show potential you have plenty of coaches trying to take them under their wing and turn them into a world champion it's not it's not that way because with women because coaches don't really see the incentive there wasn't any before uh my dad found coach al and he was all the way in michigan i was living in la i wasn't happy with my coaching at the time um I feel like I needed some, someone better to get me to the top. And he told me that I can go up to Marquette, Michigan, train with this guy named Al Mitchell, who was a two-time Olympic coach at the time, and then go to college. And I was 19, so I was like, well, that's probably what I should be doing right now anyway. And that sounds perfect to me. And I hopped on a plane two weeks later, and, I mean, the program shut down, and I didn't get to finish school, and they cut the funding for that, but I knew I wasn't going to leave Coach Al. I was like, this is the guy that's going to get me to the top. I need to stay here. You know, I made a really bold prediction when we were shooting some of our early episodes. I said that women's boxing is going to take over from men bo men's boxing within the next five years. As a woman who lives and breathes and is in the sport, how close do you think women are from taking over? We're seeing it in other sports that women are taking over. How far behind do you think boxing is at, at this point? Well, boxing got a little bit of a later start than I think most other uh, female sports. You know, you've seen... Um, you know, WNBA and, you know, gymnastics, swimming, like you see women competing in these sports, even though they may not have the platform that the men have, like you still see it, but women weren't allowed to compete in the Olympics or boxing until 2012. Um, when I left the Olympics, no promoters were assigning women yet. It's only in the last couple of years that 
um, promoters are now picking up women and you're able to see these females with like these accolades, like world champion and Olympian and Olympic gold medalist. It was never a thing before. So uh, look how far we've come in just that short amount of time. It's There's no denying us now. The talent pool is just so deep and there's just so many talented girls coming up that it's going to grow very fast. How fast? I don't know. We still have a lot of work to do, I think. Um, and I'm just trying to do the most that I can while I have the platform and I'm still active in my career. Mm-hmm. I think you're one of the best ambassadors for women's boxing or just in boxing in general. I love a quote that I saw on Top Rank. Uh, I cannot remember exactly, but you said that you're you are making change and you're still creating change in boxing and it's part of the legacy of yours. And I, I truly, truly love that because you really, you stomp your ground, you, you put it with heels and you say it loud and I love that about you. Now, okay, I know that you're very short on time because we got to get you in the gym. We do this with uh, fighters. We're, gonna, and... we're pulling it from the ring ratings. Okay. One word about this fighter, what they describe them. Uh, Michaela Mayer. Great. Delphine. This is fast, but am I doing this? Like, yeah, just one word. First thing that comes to your mind. Yep. Delphine Pursun. Strong. Alicia Baumgartner. Unproven. Maiva Hamaduch. Relentless. Oh, yeah. Amy Choi. Fake. The worst. Get her out of boxing. I know that was more than. It's all right. Terry Harper. <laughs> uh, I need more than one word. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> say, it. say it out, say it out say, loud. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Potential. Lots of potential moved horribly. Mm. But I wish you the best. Okay, now the one name that we did say, uh, Baumgartner, she has been very vocal, and so have you on Twitter. You're very vocal on Twitter. Why hasn't this fight, why didn't this fight? I know I understand that there's belts on the line. You want to be undisputed. Why didn't Baumgartner, why wasn't this fight made? Uh, Why wasn't Choi made with you? What happened? Didn't want it. Baumgartner didn't want the fight. Her and Eddie said no. My team reached out. We wanted that fight, obviously. Um, You know, I, I didn't want someone like Han. I, I, I'm grateful for the fight. I know she's going to bring it tough. She had a big fight with Katie Taylor, but I wanted Choi or Baumgartner. Um, and they said, no, they're reserving for each other. Baumgartner and Choi are going to fight each other. When is that? I don't know. Baumgartner has a mandatory against uh, Elham at Khalid. So they're, they're going to do that this summer. I don't know. And then, and then fight choice. So where does that leave me? That leaves me a year from now nah, fighting the winner. Yeah. You can't do that. You can't so, wait. No, yeah, I'm not going to wait around for anybody. I obviously want that fight. I'm here for it. If they change their mind and they want to redirect and make this big fight happen now, which I think is important, um, then we can do that. I'm not saying the fight will never happen, uh, but I have to take fights in the meantime. I'm going to go where the big fights are and where I can make you know the biggest noise. You did make some noise with Choi saying that she is the longest reigning champion in, in, with her belt, and there was no mandatories up until now, miraculously. Am I right? It's, it's crazy for her to be the longest reigning world champion. She's impossible to make a fight with. My team has tried to do it a couple of years back. Um, now I know that Eddie's having a hard time matching her and getting her moving. Uh, she's fought like twice in three years. Nobody, no top names. And she hasn't she, never been stripped? She, yeah, it's horrible. It's really, really bad, especially when you have 
a division like this, this 130 pound division that is so heated and so exciting. And we want to get these fights rolling. We have someone like her who's been in the game for a long time and should know better and should want to want these fights and who should be hungry. And she's not. She's holding us back. So she's got to go. She has got to go. <laughs> have they have they been telling you no with some conditions? Like maybe, well, you know, maybe right now, you know, you made it clear that they want her to fight uh, about Alicia Baumgartner. But have they told mm-hmm. you something like, have they told you specifically, well, you know, maybe wait for the winner or what are uh, they yeah, telling you directly? That, yeah, that's what they want to do. They want her to fight Choi first because so far Eddie's keeps losing belts to me. So mm. he going to that undisputed fight I'm sure he wants to have more, a little bit more uh, negotiation control there, right? So letting um, Baumgartner get that belt from Choi, which I believe she will do, um, gives, them more, gives them more power, gives them, puts them in a better position going into undisputed fight with me. So I get it. I guess it makes sense uh, strategy-wise and business-wise, but at the end of the day, I can't sit around and wait for that because that's a year down the road. You know, I want to make these fights happen now. And so if I have to, um, I would love to go up to 35 and challenge the winner of uh, Taylor versus Serrano, or there's plenty of other really exciting fights for me. And if I have to kind of go up and if I have to come down back down, maybe it's sort of, it's sort of all been there. We have to kind of take it one fight at a time. I want the fights to happen. I'm not going to make it hard to happen. I'm I'm really not going to make it hard. So it's not on me. No, 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 it's true. And, and it, it's very hard because it's we've seen this in women's boxing. It's very hard to find an opponent because you have to move up and down and wait. Or for the very fact that you're going through is that some fights are just not being made because of either their promoter or whatever excuse. But you did mention uh, Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. I know that you're going to be at that fight. Who do you have in this fight and why? Um, so I've. I've said this so many times. Everyone keeps asking me, but it's just Rephrase how I feel. Rephrase it a different so, way. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I have respect for both of them. They've done so much for the sport, but they've done it in like completely different worlds, like two different paths completely. And their styles sort of show that. You, I think that Katie Taylor still has a very amateur style. It's not bad. It's great amateur style. It's won her a lot of fights. She's gone really far with that. Um, but Serrano has a very, very sound pro style because she never really competed in the amateurs. She's always been in the pros. So you have two great women from two different backgrounds coming together, um, two very different styles. And so it's really going to depend, like, who has a better game plan, who stays most disciplined. I know that a good style, amateur style, like Katie Taylor, who has a very high punch count and speed, um, I think that she'll win the the first few rounds of maybe the first half of the fight against someone like Serrano, because that style can kind of throw off a pro. It's a lot at once. Right. Um, but then a good sound pro style can sort of take over in the second half and um, impose their will a little more. And so I think that that's kind of might how it, that maybe is how it'll go. Katie Taylor takes the first half. Serrano sort of takes the second half. Um, but I'm just going to make a, a, a prediction that it goes to decision. I'm just going to, stay firm on that for fun i'm gonna say it goes to decision it's just whoever really performed the best in their in their time of that fight and their half of the fight i think we'll get the decision i like the way you say that i i hear michaela mayor michaela mayor the commentator because mm-hmm. i've been enjoying you that and you are really really good at that by taking on that new responsibility for for top rank and, and calling fights has that helped you in an additional way as a fighter to have that outside looking at more 
discerning eye as a person who calls the fight? Do you take any of that back with you when you go back in the gym and think about some of the things you've said on broadcast yep. and observations you've made? Definitely, because when anything that I do, I don't just I don't just wing things, right? Like I I, I work hard. I just like I would, wouldn't just walk into a fight without training for it. I don't walk into a commentating gig without studying and like knowing my content and knowing the fighters that I'm going to be commentating on. So um, in that process of studying the fights, it's like I'm still training. I'm just training my mind and I'm looking at things and I'm breaking down the opponent and I'm thinking, hmm, how can this person win? What do they do good? What could they do better? And so yeah, it's still it's still like I'm training my mind and. Uh, me and Coach Al are really big on studying opponents and studying fights, so I've had some practice doing it in that sense. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's just sort of like challenging myself in a different way, but still still learning, and I feel like it definitely helps with my boxing as well. Has Coach Al ever said, this fighter reminds me of you? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny you say that because Coach Al talks – so highly of his past fighters like vernon forrest his fire that passed and dave reed his gold medalist and everything but he's so harsh like in person to me like i only hear him compliment me when he's talking to other people so whenever i hear him like talking to people like listen like and catch a little compliment you know because he doesn't gas me up like he's not a yes man good and uh so the other day you know he just said randomly he's like you remind me i know he thinks so highly of vernon forrest his world champion that that passed away and he's like you remind me so much of vernon and I was like, oh, he finally said it. Because I've always wondered, like, do I remind him of Vernon? Like, is he proud of me the way he's proud of Vernon Forrest and his other champions? So, so yeah. And mostly is my my work ethic. Um, Coach Al always said, he's like, he'll say it's my face. He said it the other day in the gym. She's like, uh, she wasn't naturally gifted. Like, she didn't, it wasn't, didn't come out. <laughs> That's that real love. Her. Yeah. <laughs> he knows that. I was, didn't just come into the gym. He's like, whoa, she's special. He didn't think much of me at all, but he knows that I worked really, really hard. And so, yeah. See, that's that real love. You know, my mom does that to me, too. She will never say that has no idea what I do for a living, <laughs> but she'll I'm tell all her friends, oh, you're so good. Oh, my daughter's doing this. So, you know, to say that just means he really loves you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. He does. What are your favorite? <laughs> what are some of your favorite fights to watch? Since you know you guys spend a lot of time together watching fights, do you have favorite fights that you like to revisit from time to time that get you pumped or inspired or that you love to learn from and dissect? Um, a lot of a lot of what just Coach Al forces me to watch. He's big on studying tape, um, and he does have me study a lot of Vernon Forrest because he was tall and rangy, but he also dug really well to the body. Um, you know, going into fights like Hamadou, she made me study the body snatcher. Um, and certain things for every fight, he'll be like, watch this, watch this. Uh, so, yeah, it's just very particular about what he wants me to watch because he doesn't like when I fight everybody the same. Like, he's not the type of coach who's like, just go in there and do you. You're going to do great. Like, he's very specific. Even, like, getting sparring going into fights, he's very specific about our sparring because he wants to make sure it emulates, um, you know, what we're going up against and stuff like that. So... I just let him guide me, whoever he puts me in front of that day. You, you mentioned the fight with Hamadouch, and whoa, what an incredible fight. I mean, that was one of, mm -hmm. th that's a top five best female fights that I've seen. With that fight, you've learned to adjust yourself, and, uh, you know, you took it to her. You, you, both of you were wailing shots. Like, I could not believe it. What did you learn about yourself that night, Michaela? Well, um, being able to go full 10 rounds like that and 
not just, not just be able to do it, but I started to feel so comfortable in there. Like I really, we trained to go to the body because we knew that she was going to get us to that point. Um, like no matter what, throughout the 10 rounds, like she was going to get us to that point. But when I started sitting inside and shifting and doing everything that we were training in the gym and digging to the body, I felt so comfortable that it wasn't just like, I know that I can do it if I need to. It's more like, wow, I really feel like I'm becoming a really well-rounded fighter because I can choose now where I want to take the fight. Um, and so that was a great learning experience for me, like a boost of confidence for sure. And uh, I think some people think like, oh God, she can't fight like that. Why would she fight like that? She better not fight this next person like that. Better not fight Baumgartner like that. Like, why the hell would I fight everyone like that? That was specific to Hamadouche. And if I would have tried to box and move and stay on the outside, she would have caught me at the end of her punches. I would have looked like I was retreating. Um, and it would have been an ugly fight. And so I chose to stay there and not let her back me up the way she's done and beaten all of her previous opponents. I think with that fight, the, what the name, when, when people who saw that fight, they looked at you so different. They're like, oh my God, Michaela Mayer can really throw down because that was such a hellacious fight. And rumbling. Man, I want to watch it again because that, that was so was, damn good. That was a damn good fight. Damn, it was good. Uh, like, important to me. So I'm glad that people really loved it. And I do think I gained a lot of respect just being able to, to fight that way and show my versatility. Mm-hmm. When you uh, watch the uh, the episode a Top Rank did with you, where you were in the gym with Andre Ward, when you have an opportunity to uh, to get in the ring and spar a little bit and spend some time with him and kind of soak up some wisdom from him, what type of win- wisdom does he impart on you that you that you have found helpful? Um, well, Andre is very humble and he's very technical. You know, two things that Coach Giles always instilled in me. So, like listening to him, I could I could. He- I could resonate with the things he was saying because that's how I've been brought up and I've been trained. And so, um, uh, when we were working the bag and working certain combinations, like I, I under, I could understand exactly what he was saying because everything he does is very strategic. Uh, so he's a great fighter. He's one of my favorite fighters. Um, coach Al always tells a story about him working with him in, in, uh, not London, um, Athens, Greece when he won the gold. So, uh, yeah. Andre's great, huge inspiration, and that was definitely fun getting in there and sparring him. It's tricky. I love how all of you Olympians are so tight with you and with each other and Clarissa and Shakur and just all of you have such a wonderful close that just even has extended into your professional careers. How do you guys maintain that? But I know you are in camp sometime with some of with some of them. You guys see each other in Colorado, but people drift apart and you all still continually support. What is it about that Olympic bond that keeps you all together? Olympics were like definitely a great time in my life. I think that we all have such amazing memories from that time and um, you traveling the world together, competing together, living together, staying in hotel rooms and in dorms. And it was kind of in my, I, I think of it as like the college experience that we all never got to have in that sense. A lot of, you know, making friends and traveling, like, yeah, we couldn't like go to the parties and do stuff like that. But to, in a sense, just the dorm life and all that was really fun. And you build a really strong connection and Clarissa Shields will always be my Olympic sister. And that's something that was once in a lifetime. And one of the hard, I always say after the Olympics, like, and after boxing, like everything else will be easy. And so it was a very emotional, hard, exciting time in life. And so the people that experienced that with you kind of 
will always stick with you no matter what. And yeah, uh, we don't spend a lot of time together. Obviously, we're busy doing our things, but I don't know. We'll just always have that bond. Um, I still see Shakur in a lot of training camps because, you know, he works with Coach K also. He's out here in Colorado. A lot of pros are out here right now. It's a great place to train. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned Shakur. He has a massive fight against Valdez. Would you be able to give us a prediction for that fight and how that plays out? Um, Shakur is an amazing fighter. Like, I don't care what anyone says. People haven't even seen, like, his boxing IQ and things that he can do. Um, he's great. That kid's a prodigy. And I just don't see Valdez being able to beat him. Um, I definitely have Shakur winning that fight. Okay. That's a good one. I saw a picture uh, of you with also with uh, Coach Red Spikes, who's uh, in the in the Crawford camp. They've been together mm-hmm. for a long time. What are some of the things that you guys have been working with? Uh, we love Coach Red, especially on Twitter. He loves to jump in conversation with us. He's very frank, very honest, imparts some wisdom. And I feel like he's just a, a real over a real underrated trainer who's worked with this tremendous champion. Uh, Terrence Crawford, what are some mm-hmm. things that he's imparted on you that he sees because he always is a student of the game as well? Yeah, I love that whole team. They've helped me out so much. They've been so great. I mean, we all live up. They come to the, do their camps here. I live up here. So when I'm not on camp with Coach Isle, they sort of take me under their wing. I join in their workouts, um, and they've been great. Red is actually here right now because I brought him into this camp. Uh, Coach K is out there in uh, Vegas working with Duke, and he has a handful of young pros right now. So he's he stayed out there to take care of that. I'll see him um, on fight week. And then Red is out here doing the things that, that Coach Al, Coach Al's like the eyes, right? So he's the strategist and he's the eyes. And then um, get, making sure I have the perfect game plan, making sure my feet are right, all the technique is right. And then I got Red. Red's on, Red's on the mitts. We're working um, a little more slickness, a little more transitioning, um, proper rhythm and you know coach Al's not really on the pads a lot he it's not his thing he likes to hold the ball he likes to make sure i'm punching and doing all that and so it's nice to have red in here working the pads me closer to the fight coach Al's big on having pad work only close to the fight he said back in the day like you don't boxers you sparred and you hit the heavy bag all this pad work pads lie you don't need a ton of pad work every day but getting close to the fight those last two three weeks he likes it because it keeps me sharp and so it's fun it's fun to have uh someone else in there um he's great energy he doesn't have an ego so he takes a back seat to coach al which he should because coach al is the head coach and he's the you know he's the wizard um so they work really well together which is important to me and he's this isn't the first camp he's helped me out with. I mean, he's helped me out with a handful of the last camps, um, but he's been officially in this camp with me uh, for this fight against Han. Uh, well, you are coming back to OC, uh, where you're originally from. Uh, how excited are you f- to come out in all of your orange gear? We saw it to represent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know I was fighting in Orange County when I chose orange. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yes, I didn't. <laughs> I I was just like, oh, I'm really into orange right now. I'm going to do orange. And then they're like, oh, you're fighting in Costa Mesa. I'm like, oh, that's like Orange County. What the hell? Um, So, yeah, that was an accident. No, that's funny. Well, before (laughs) we wrap it up, we have a segment that we like to do with fighters. We call it Talk Your Shit. And so we're going to run our time. We have our timer running here. We have 30 seconds. And so whomever you'd like to to talk to, whether it be the fans, another fighter, or the world as a whole, Michaela Mayer, please. Talk your shit. Okay. Yes. Um, first and foremost, make sure you tune in April 9th. 
Mayor versus Han. It'll be on ESPN. Or you get the tickets at the link in my bio. Um, I want to do big things in this sport. I want to go undisputed at 1.30. I want Choi. I want Baumgartner. I want to do that. If I can't get that soon, I want to go up to 135. I want to challenge the winner of Serrano versus Taylor. There's a handful of other top girls at 35. I'd love to challenge myself against. And even up to 140. There's so much I want to do in this division. In this, in while I while I, it's still in my prime for boxing, um, and that's what I'm about. I want to leave this sport knowing that I fought the best and I did everything that I could, and that's what I'm set out to do. That's what I want my legacy to be. So. Uh, if fights aren't happening, know that it's not me and that I'm not scared of anybody. I want the biggest fights. I believe I'm the best and I'm just climbing my way to the top of the pound for pound list while I prove it. Well done. I know, really. Well done. Well done. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, we see that you have now put the hard hat. You are flipping your own home. How is that coming along? Uh, I know. I, I bought my first home when I was 2000, in 2018. Congrats. So I was 20 years old and it was a huge accomplishment for me, you know, um, especially coming up as a female, not making millions. You know, I just moved my money really well. Uh, the market here in Colorado is awesome. And my house went way up. So I sold it, bought another one, sold a reno reno renovation job, but it's up in the mountains and my dogs love it. It's got tons of potential. So slowly but surely uh, getting the hammer out and doing what I got to do. My dad's helping me. So that's a huge help but super fun love it and yeah i see myself finishing my career in colorado so i just wanted to have a big beautiful peaceful house in the mountains to do that i love that. i love i love the um we coming over i know right yeah we're we'll, coming through. we'll cook <laughs> okay i love what you bought coach al for his bedroom a record player oh so sweet was he was he surprised was he did he cry <laughs> yeah that's like his room was like priority because i knew he was coming out Aww. here so i wanted make it comfy and cute for him um it's not girly it's very you know he has his tv mounted his favorite thing i thought that'd be cute to have it's a cute little record player in the corner i got so far a couple of his uh the drifters bruno mars he's like a huge bruno mars fan um so yeah you know bruno mars is in vegas right now silk sonic Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he, yeah the throwback i think we should try to get tickets and then yeah we should ask our boss <laughs> You know, if you if you if victorious in this one, you and Coach Al have to go see you some Bruno Mars together. Oh, yeah. You can go do the residency. You probably cry for real. Mm -hmm. Oh my, love that. He talks about him all the time. I have to listen to his his favorite song, "Smoking Out the Window," right now. Talks about. <laughs> 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 that is oh, awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, thank you, Champ. We know you are in camp. You are working hard. And uh, we are just honored to talk with you and take this little time before uh, you get back to the grind. Thanks. This is fun. I like the show. I'll be back on soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm we would love to have you in studio, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes. There you go. You guys are Vegas. I mean, right? You're in Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll make that happen soon. For sure. There you go. Thank you, Michaela. Uh, good luck to you in your fight uh, April 9th, I believe. Yeah, April 9th against Jennifer yes. Hahn. Take home that belt or bring home the belts. Keep them. And still. All right. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Oh my God, I love her. I can't wait for her to get back into the into the um, into the ring. Well, obviously against Jennifer Hahn, but just to see how she's going to fight against Jennifer Hahn because Jennifer Hahn went ten rounds with Katie Taylor, so she's battle tested, battle tested. <laughs> and I like what she's saying. You know, she can't get these fights that she wants. She wants to move up. She wants the winner of uh, Serrano Taylor. If she can't get that. She's willing to go all the way up to one forty. 
Go, right? And you know what? That's what women have issues with is if they can't get the fights at their own weight class, they're going to have to jump up in weight. And so when fans get all crazy, why is she fighting this? It's because they can't get the fights in their own weight class because either the promoters won't make them or the fighters won't do them. We don't know the story. But um, a lot of the fighters that she's talking about are with Eddie Hearn. And I want to know what, you know, we, uh, for those of you who are watching, you know, jump into our, send us some tweets, uh, Best Women's Boxing Show on Twitter, and let us know. We want to know about this uh, ability of Choi to hold these belts with no stripping, no repercussions. She's been sitting on the belts for a long time. We're going to find out some stuff. So we want you to join the conversation with us. Send us some tweets. Give us your best, um, your best, you know, everyone on Twitter is an expert. And so we want to know why you think that she hasn't been stripped or, you know, cite us some language. Let us know because we are students of the sport like you guys. And, you know, we want to talk to you. We want to interact with you. You can watch the shows. But we want to talk to you, too. Yeah, she's a WBA female super featherweight champion, two weight world champion. So I know she follows me on Twitter. She just recently so maybe I'll just reach out to her and be like, <laughs> let's see. What's not up. to be mean. Why haven't you been stripped? But why haven't you fought? Why didn't she take the fight? I think what? actually it's a valid question. Why haven't you been stripped? Well, it's almost kind of like, um, uh, uh, what is his name? And, the, wait, and especially the, why are you thinking about that? Especially the WBA, because then they get rid of a bunch of their belts recently. Yeah. Like secondary. And no, other but she's types the real champ champ. Oh, OK. So well, we're going to no. find out. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Oh, what is we're his gonna name? Find out. I can't remember his name. Why he's been he hasn't fought. He fought uh, Tink Davis. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. And who also has a fight coming up? Maybe we can get him in here, too. Oh, yeah. We want to know, is he with Mayweather Promotions? Who's he Who's he going to sign with? Leonard Ellerby. Leonard Ellerby. You live in Vegas. You. Come on over. I'm going to text you and see. We can see what's up. Yeah. All right. I'll have to remember. I can't remember his name, but... Um, well, this was fun. I can't wait for her to actually come into studio. I really mm -hmm. love Michaela Mayer. She's very well-spoken, and she's very honest, and... Yeah, you know she used to be a model, right? Yeah, yeah, very straight up. One of my favorite pictures of her is uh, her busting her ass on some roller skates. Now, oh. that <laughs> picture is hilarious. I love that picture of her. But I just love, you know, she just seems so down to earth, so real, so fun. Mm -hmm. So good luck to her. I really, and I also really like the way that she didn't say who's going to win Taylor or Serrano. Yeah. She did break it down. And I'm thinking, man, if they just, if she says it like that, it might, God forbid it ends in a draw. Ah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, think, I don't. I don't think, I don't so. think the, the powers that be will allow that. Those women are going to scrap. I, I hope they do. I do. I, I really do. I mean, Katie Taylor is going to have to really take it to her. Like, and, uh, you know, it's um, it's in New York City. I don't Mecca. know. Maybe maybe uh, Amanda's watching the Parsoon fight, you know? Just yeah. Just to see what's up. And, yeah, we all know what happened with the Parsoon fight. But mm -hmm. Not gonna say because we've already said it on a previous episode. That's right. Go back and watch them. Uh huh. So, but this is a fun little episode. Yeah, it was quick, good. short, but Michaela gave us the time to hang out with us before she gets into fight camp because she's going to be fighting April 9th against Jennifer Hahn in the OC at the hangar. So make sure you guys go get tickets. You guys can go to her website or Twitter and top rank. But yeah. for us, I don't know somewhere down here because we just we just got all of our um, socials. Mm -hmm. We have our Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure you check out our Caleb Plant full interview. We're going to be dropping some more footage this week and next week. We have some more interviews that's already been done. So check us out. Like, share, subscribe. Miss Giander LaBeouf, thank you so much. My beautiful co-host. Oh, I got you know what? I keep saying her name, but you got your own name. You can you can say my I, name in my in the outro. I am Giander LaBeouf, friend of <laughs> Cynthia Conti here. And <laughs> Make sure you follow me on my socials here. They were here yeah. a second ago, but yeah, make sure you follow me. All right, guys. Well, thank you tuning in for tuning in to the best women's boxing show, period. Bye, guys. <laughs>